Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tom Curran's Patriots Talk Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into Tom Curran's Patriots Talk Podcast. This podcast introduction is being redone. Because in the course of the podcast, including Phil Perry, Mike Giardi, and Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald, we learned that tomorrow's OTA has been canceled. We as media, were going to be invited cordially to observe that. That's not going to happen now. Next week, Wednesday, we are told, we will be able to get our eyes on them. But you know what? That doesn't really change anything. It's still OTAs. And all our OTA preview stuff will, as they say, hold. Because what we don't know won't hurt us. Oh, and hey, so in an effort to show you how the sausage does indeed get made, which no one ever really wants to see anyway. We're going to run the podcast as it was, as it unfolded, okay? So you'll hear me presuming that the OTA is going to be Thursday when it's not going to be held until next Wednesday. And then you'll see a real-time reaction to a Zoom chat note from producer Casey Keene, Skull Crushers on the DL that explains to us what has happened. So enjoy watching the sausage get made. Phil, what are three things that are going to pique your interest? Keep them, keep them tidy, keep them tight. Okay, I don't need a castle answer here. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, offense, offense, offense here because I think the defense is pretty good, and I'm interested, like everybody, I'm sure, to watch Christian Gonzalez, but it's offense, offense, offense. So number one is, and I'm including a, a handful of names here, but it's all sort of under the same umbrella. Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. Mm-hmm. How do they interact? Belichick and Jones, O'Brien and Jones, Jones and Zappi. You're right with the reps, Tom. But I do think um, there are some other things in there in terms of, you know, I think at this time of year, scheme, as you mentioned, alignment, you know, this is when you're installing stuff. So there is going to be stuff to take away. It's not, it's not reps per se. It's not mm-hmm. numbers. But how does that all fit? And how do they try to make the quarterbacks look as good as possible? Number two, do Juju and or Gesicki get it? Because I think sometimes you can kind of tell kind of early with these new Mm -hmm. additions. And I think it's really important that both guys get it and get it early for this team to be good early, because if they're not, uh, that could do them in come season's end. And then number three, this gets to um, more specifically with the scheme, but like, can they just get into the modern era with the RPO stuff? Serve Mac Jones well, Bill O'Brien's used it a bunch. Again, this would be the time to work on that kind of thing. The footwork, the, the hand, the handiwork. Is that a thing? Ball handling. Is that what you would call that? It is the ball now. handling. Thank you. The ball handling. Uh, all that sort of stuff. Those are my three. 
All right, G-Town, take it away. You can piggyback anything you want off of Phil's or augment to anything you want. That's the rule. Yeah, first thing for me is just the coach-quarterback interaction. And that, as Phil said, that includes Bailey Zappi. That's Bill O'Brien. That's Bill Belichick because we know the relationship with he and Mac. And I want to see, are there smiles? Are there pats on the back? Are there conversations, private conversations that look positive from where we sit, which, by the way, is 50 to 100 yards away. But I think that's just one of the things that when we get to the OTAs, like there's all kinds of stuff happening, mm-hmm. but none of it that I think I want to read too much into, but I want to see that because I think those sort of interplays are important based on how the last year has gone and sort of the dissatisfaction, I think from both camps with each other, um, you know, are they in a better place? So that's the first one for me, Christian Gonzalez, because I want to know, you know, they have this habit of wanting guys to earn it. Right. And that makes a lot of sense, but he is clearly the most elite skilled cornerback that they have probably the most elite defensive back from a, from an athleticism standpoint that they have how quickly does he get up to speed and how quickly is he working with the ones because to me he's not someone that can be worked in slowly I think you need to see him I think you need to see it early I think you need to see him in week one I think he needs to be one of your starting cornerbacks mm-hmm. um I just think he's he has that potential and I think they could use that infusion um and for the uh, for the last one I I People don't get caught up with the safety position very much for the for the Patriots, especially with Devin McCourty, as as Felger used to say. You know, he's he's out guarding the lighthouse. You know, he's like way back there. But yet, even though maybe he lost a half a step, um, he covered up so many things for them defensively. And I think also his communication, the ability to line everybody up. Last year, think about all the different bodies that he was working with: young players, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, throwing all these different pieces into place. And when you think about it. Boy, they weren't in the wrong position very often. He's gone now. And that's 12, 13 years of experience, knowledge, being another coach on the field, being part of their brain. Can Jalen Mills do that? Is there someone else that's going to do that? You know, like, are they going to play too high safety more? Are we going to get rid of that single high safety stuff? I don't know, but I'm really curious to see how that plays out because I think um, we haven't talked enough about Devin McCourty not being on the football team mm-hmm. anymore. And I think he's um, never mind the, the, the quality person that we all believe him to be. I still think he was a quality football player. And if he was back this year, that would have been a good thing for them. He's not, could be a problem. We'll see. Drew. I'll keep my short. I'm on the Christian Gonzalez watch train as well. I mean, the kid was consensus top 10 talent drops to 17. I want to see the four, three speed, the fluid hips, the job for a corner, especially in OTA. It's very simple. Just be sticky. Hang to your guy, play in the right zone. I, I think there's a real chance for him to seize this job. And if he lives up to this potential, this building that we've been discussing since he was drafted, I think he's the final piece for what could be an elite defense, one that finished first by weighted DVOA at the end of last season, where you have the size and the depth at corner, outstanding pass rush, which they're banking on again, the way that you save these at the second levels. It's really Juwan Bentley and pick one of Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips, Jabril Peppers there in the middle. And then in the back end, they're extremely deep. Number two for me, and I don't even have quarterbacks on here because I think we're going to learn more when Mac gets pressured. And that was really the issue with him early on was Mike Kosicki because they have one all around tight end really on the roster. And they're one Hunter Henry injury away from going, are we going to have this guy who, you know, <laughs> I've heard from people with the team that they're really going to treat like a slot receiver. Miami did playing more than half of his snaps in the slot. How often do they use him? When he's on the field with Hunter Henry, do they treat it like a 12 personnel, two tight end kind of package? Is he split out wide? Because I think whoever the receivers shake out, you'll get three solid guys out of that group. It could be one of the rookies, Devontae Parker, Juju Bourne, whomever. 
And the last one is a little less serious. Give me the rookie specialist. Bryce Berenger, supposedly, mm. I wasn't there in, in Mobile, was the talk of the Senior Bowl. I don't know how a punter steals the show at the Senior Bowl, except for the fact he is tickling the clouds with every single punt that he booms 60, 70, 80 yards. Can he put one, you know, over the practice facility? Can he kick one into the stadium? I just want to hear the sound of Bryce Berenger booming them in the middle of that field because we can talk about how this is football light, or I called it summer school where the days are half days of voluntary. Specialists, you, you still got to kick it through the uprights. You still got to boom this as high and as far as you can. I kind of want to see what the kids are like. Nerd alert. I yeah, that, can, we, yeah. can we kick Callahan off the podcast for that last one? <laughs> I don't I'm not know. timing, I mean, to be sure. I will leave that to the Alex Barton nerd. I just want to see. Come on, the kid stole the show at the senior bowl. If you don't have, you know he what? After stole that, the if show have, at the no, senior. If he doesn't have a stopwatch. No stopwatch. For, 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 no, you have to now. After, no. after you just took 45 seconds of our lives to talk about a punter, you better have a stopwatch. I want everyone clocked starting with the uh, first available OTA. Do you know what kind of reaction Bedard would have if somebody appropriated his stopwatch activity? Uh, <laughs> Which to me, remains it just drives my shoulders right up to my ears when i see that thing come out i'm like come on put it away just you get the eye <laughs> test it's up there for a while bill what will it tell you if bill belichick is spending near as much time with the offense as he did in 2022's otas and do you expect that i don't expect it I, I would expect that this is going to be handed over to Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick can, can do what Bill Belichick does, which is bounce around from one position group to the next. If he's hovering, it tells me he probably didn't want him in the first place. And, and even though he's now here, uh, they're going to do what Bill Belichick wants offensively. And that's always kind of the case, right? He's the head coach, but I think he delegates more than, than people believe. And if Bill, if Bill O'Brien is here, it, it's going to be his offense. If we're back to wide zone and, you know, bubble screen left, bubble screen right, and that's the extent of the RPO package, like that that can't be it. And it, it, it won't be a good sign. Let's just put it that way. I'll never have it erased from my memory bank, the quote from Mike Lombardi early in the season, I think it was, where he said, a lot of guys came in with a lot of ideas. And... Bill did allow all those ideas to see the light of day and mushroom. And in fact, no, um, but (laughs) if you look at, you can't have this, you know, collaboration of, Hey, well, let's try this. A lot of times Bill has an answer he wants to get to. And I think players, coaches, perhaps um, talent evaluators, give him the answers that they know he wants to hear. So maybe Bill O'Brien will do that. But I, I think, do you think we'll be able to read into Andrew and Mike anything that we see on the field? Will there be hand tipping or will it just look like many other offensive workouts that we've seen? I think there will be some hand tipping as far as the coaching responsibilities, right? Like the, the outlier of last spring where you mentioned if a guy has his pants on backwards, you can call it a small sample. I'm going to call that a problem because the sample is so strong that something's really effed up here. But what was so strong in the tiny sample we saw last year was Bill's involvement with the offense, Matt Patricia holding the sheet, and they're they're just a mess. And so you throw up the red flag in May, no one cares, oh, it's May, but it was an issue. Here, I think you have a former head coach running the offense of Bill O'Brien. 
you have a future head coach running the defense and drive Mayo and say what you will about his tenure with the Giants, Joe Judge helping out with special teams. He's a former head coach there. I think Bill gets to be step back administrator. If he still hands on with the offense, I think that's an issue because as much as all of us wrote and talked about self-included about the issues with Patricia and Judge, Bill had his hand in that as much as anyone, if not more so. So that would be an issue, but I think he'll step back. And otherwise, I think he'll be in a position where he most wants to be. And that's bouncing around, like Phil said. Yeah, to me, that's one of the things that you always sort of I look forward to during this period of time. And then during training camp, when Bill is from one group to the next and talking to the undrafted guy who has no shot of making the team, you know, the 90th guy in the roster. And then, you know, with his arm around the quarterback or the receiver or the star pass rusher. And we saw less of that last year because I think he had to be so hyper focused on the offense or he felt he had to be, uh, well, he certainly had to be, he should have probably taken even more control of the offense based on who he put in charge in the first place. Um, so that that's one of the things for me. And I think just when we're, when we're up there and we're watching it, we last year we saw from jump, it didn't look right. And if we see that again, then like, I'm, I'm getting the air horns out. I'm blowing sirens. Like I, I don't, and you no can't one can shout do that me down. in May. I know, but people tried to shout us down last year, and now we now we saw. But in May, you should be shouted down. Sure, but it looked. But this was the point. Even though it's May and it's summer camp, it looked like a completely poorly run, clueless summer camp. Kids running in all different directions, different voices on different headsets, and he's got the microphone, and he's got you know he's got the walkie-talkie. Like, no, Bill's the offensive coordinator. Bill Belichick's the head coach. You got your two guys on defense. Like, that's. They're in charge and there's a pecking order. And I don't want to see all this crap and this cross-pollination. Like we saw what it looks like when it doesn't look right. Just look look clean. It should look clean this year. It has to look clean, in my opinion. That's a conversation I want to have right now is how do we give the best representation yeah. as a group of media of what's going on with the right context? Because what happens is we're the eyes for the region in terms of what's going on, but there's never going to be unanimity of opinion on what matters, what doesn't matter, if a guy made a play, if a guy screwed up, never. And that's where, when it gets from our tweet or story or video piece, and then to the Sports Hub, WEI, um, any of the other outlets, the Herald, um, and then gets disseminated and weighed in upon, it drives me back crap when bad day for Mac on May 8th. What, what, <laughs> Jeez, are you yeah. kidding me? Phil, how do we do a good job of this and account for the people who are going to be the other eyes who say something is overblown? Like, I couldn't last year. That was the thing. When Bedard, again, and I, he was terrific in presaging how shitty it looked. I couldn't go there with him. This is the worst I've ever seen. I'm like, well, maybe it looks like crap, but you had to give it time. And he was hammering it early, and he was right. But I do feel, Phil, like we have to give it time, barring the pants on backwards. Well, well, last year was different in that we knew going in that the league felt this was an odd decision that the Patriots had made. So when it looked bad, it wasn't necessarily, well, they've proven that they can work it out, and therefore we will assume that they will work it out. That, that wasn't there. That backlog of experience, the way it's there for Bill O'Brien – was not there. And so I think hitting the panic button early, quote unquote, last year made sense. Whereas mm -hmm. this year, we'll all be, I think, a little slower to that. 
to your question about how do we disseminate the information, I, I think it is important. I don't want people to confuse um, not seeing snap-by-snap -snap results from, from me or you or others. Don't confuse that for not paying attention because I do think it's important if there's anything on either extreme, okay? If, if Kendrick Bourne's out there and he can't catch a pass in the, in the first four practices that yes. were out there, that's worth noting. Like, I, I, won't, I won't just sit there and say, well, it's May and June, and I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, that, that's the sort of thing that I think it's, it's worthwhile for us to bring up. So attendance and participation, getting to the injury stuff, the scheme stuff, the groupings and alignments, because they are trying to install what they will look like in September. That stuff's important to me. Extreme numbers one way or the other. And we'll be doing standout plays, I'm sure. That was sort of the Trey Nixon category last year, guys, right? Didn't mean anything for Trey Nixon come the fall. But I think as long as we provide that caveat as it's happening, hey, this guy, this guy showed out today. Does it mean he's making the team? Not necessarily, but this was sort of fun. Wanted to share, you know, like that's just, I think, what, what this time of year right. is about. Right. Yeah. Good note. Want to share. Don't make anything of it because minicamp is a good checkpoint, Andrew. Yeah, I agree. And I think my instinct first is to say qualify, qualify, qualify. This is a non-padded practice. It's voluntary. It's May. And then I remember through all of the terms and agreements that I have to check on, downloading music, getting a new app. I don't care about any of that. I just check through and get to what I want to read and hear. And I think that's for fans on the other end of like, mm -hmm. give me the stats. Tell me who Mac was targeting. How did things look? And I would just say, stay in the present and underscore what this is. Like he had a good day today. Someone might've had a great day today. I'm going to report on it because that's my job. What does it mean for first day of training camp? What does it mean for week one? I have no idea. So I'm going to steal from the Patriots kind of media policy here of the way they talk to us stay in the present speak for yourself and just let it be because yeah of course people are going to blow things out of proportion but you know what if i keep saying today is you know the practice is going to be thursday this is one out of three we get to see three out of nine like mm -hmm. that's up to you at that point to do with the information with, with you're right whatever you want. You're right you know you can't control once you vomit it out there you can't control what what happens to it right michael yeah absolutely and, and i would just say especially from an offensive perspective or early from an offensive perspective, I think they're all, anybody who was here last year is kind of on notice, right? Like anybody who was involved in the operation, whether you are a coach, you're the head coach, whether you are the quarterback, tight ends, backup tackles, whatever, the offense was awful last year, took a step back in every which way possible. And now you hired a competent offensive coordinator. You hired someone that a lot of people around the league think highly of as your offensive line coach who did a nice job at Oregon developing guys. So there are better coaches in place. There is a better system in place. Now players with this information, with this knowledge, now empowering you, maybe Mac Jones, to use your brain more than you were able to use it last year. Like, now, sh now show me. Show me you're more like the guy we saw two years ago than what I saw last year because I, I throw most of it out from the sense that I think they were set up to fail, but yet there wasn't enough pushback from failing. So I, I want to in terms of how they performed on the field, like, all right, well, damn the coaches, like, we'll just figure out a way. Someone, someone has to make a play. We'll make a play. Although, you know, you saw Jacoby Myers try to make a play against Vegas and that went sideways, but that's, that to me is what it's, what this period is about. And, and we'll be going into training camp as well. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Phil, who's going to have a better arm in terms of velocity to the outside and trajectory? Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones? Oh, I thought this was going to be a Malik Cunningham, Trace McSorley question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going. Starts getting reps. That is worth. I'm noting. going. I'm yes. going Mac Jones. I think the the arm strength thing uh, has has gone a little crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not an elite arm by any stretch, uh, but I've told you, Tom. And I've said this on the podcast before. I talked to an offensive coordinator who who has studied them all in the league uh, before the Super Bowl and did a story on Mac Jones that week. And he was talking about Jalen Hurts. He said, I think you know, Max arm is probably better than Jalen Hurts. Is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people look at Jalen Hurts and say weak arm, but they look at Mac Jones and because he doesn't have some of the other athletic gifts that somebody like Jalen Hurts has. It's like you focus on that. Well, he doesn't have the Josh Allen arm. Of course not. Like he doesn't have it's probably. I don't know. Is it? It's probably bottom half of the league, right? But I think no, it's no. certainly adequate. Whereas Bailey Zappi's, I think, is barely adequate. Is how it's been described to me. See that? That's that's what I'm interested to see because if you have a, a quarterback who is in the bottom half of the league in terms of arm strength, and he doesn't bring to you play extending ability that can help guys get more open, you're going to have more narrow windows. He doesn't throw well from an unsteady platform in terms of velocity. It's not good enough. So that's something that you might want to replace unless you can protect the crap out of them. Unless you can protect the crap out of them. So um, I guess that was a way of backing into the question about Bailey Zappi. Do you think there'll be legitimate opportunity given or an open mind given to the notion, Andrew and Mike, that, hey, maybe Bailey Zappi can out-execute Mac? I know Mac's the incumbent. I know they would prefer from ownership all the way on down to have him succeed. But do you think that they evaluate, and this is not evaluation, observe Bailey Zappi with an eye toward, like this kid, we don't know what we have here yet, but we like him. Sure. I just think the tie goes to the incumbent, right? You know, the guy who's been voted a captain. And I think the case for Bailey Zappi, as someone who was impressed with him, but I always said the best point for him is he's not Mac Jones. All the baggage that Mac has and all, you know, the on-field demonstrations and lack of arm strength. He was throwing interceptions before, you know, he got hurt and Bailey takes over against the softest stretch of defenses in their schedule at that time Cleveland came around was just, he's the new guy. He's the backup. He's everyone's favorite. So yeah, I think it would take a giant leap from Bailey Zappi to, to seize anything or take anything away from Mac Jones. He's less talented. He has a worse arm. He's more inexperienced, all these different things, but you know, if Mac flounders, there's no one to make excuses there for him anymore, himself included. It's a new offensive coordinator, O'Brien. You know, he knows he's needed and wanted there, but he's going to go with the best guy because that gives him personally the best chance. Same with Belichick, same with the rest of the team. Mikey. Yeah, I I just think you go like and look, this is a few months in the in the in the future. 
but that schedule, the first four weeks. So I think Mac's going to emerge as the starting quarterback, unless he just completely falls on his face here during the spring and the summer. But that first four games, I don't know. That's not an easy stretch. We, Andrew and I talked about it on his pod. Like I, I know you guys have talked about it. Like that could be a defining stretch. And if he hasn't won over the coaches, especially the head coach, based on how last year went and how the offseason has gone, if he hasn't won them over and then they're 0-4 or 1-3 and and the offense is sputtering, like, okay, well, screw it. Throw, throw the other guy in there. I don't, I'm sick. I've seen, I've seen all I need to see. I don't need to see any more. So I think there is a lot of – I think there's a lot of pressure both externally and internally on Mac to be right and to be right early, or I think they'll make it. I think they wouldn't hesitate to pull the trigger on him. I just, I, I, um, what's interesting to me is the Bill O'Brien factor here. I, I think, you know, Andrew said the tie goes to the incumbent. I think the tie will go to whoever Bill O'Brien thinks is good. And I think the mm. league basically told you how these two players were viewed when Bailey Zappi was a fourth round pick. And I think even some people thought that was a reach. And so if Bill O'Brien is in line with the league at large, He's looking at Bailey Zappi as a backup quarterback. If the decision was left to Joe Judge, then you might be talking about a real quarterback competition. I'm, I'm serious. So yep. I, I think if Bill O'Brien is convicted, I think this is, this is the important uh, part of having somebody who has the experience that he has as a coordinator and as a head coach to be convicted in his decision as to who he thinks is the better quarterback. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Bill Belichick is necessarily going to try to override that unless it goes completely sideways, as these guys are describing. The on-field performance is going to determine all this. I think it needs to be a clear win for Bailey. But something in Mac's favor, of course, with Bill O'Brien coming from Alabama, is he'll know how to install those chunks or chapters of their playbook that the Patriots tried to last year, as Phil Mm. mentioned. Our entire RPO package is just going to be an inside run at a bubble screen. No, no, no. They have second, third-level reads that they'll incorporate Mac has done that before. He'll know the terminology, how it's installed. That gives him an edge right out of the gate here with Bill O'Brien. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Um, Tom, what I wanted to kick back to you was, you know, we hear Phil, if it was up to Joe Judge, maybe this is a real thing. When we talk about all the things that happened in the last calendar year with this team, the fact that Joe Judge is still on the staff, is the assistant to the head coach, it's still puzzling to me that, for all the different things that were said by ownership and sort of some of the posturing publicly about losing seasons and failing to make the postseason and all these different things, mm-hmm. Bill still was able to retain his guy who had to be removed from the room that he was coaching in last year because he couldn't get along with the starting quarterback. Like that to me is a bit of a, again, when I say everybody's on notice that like, that's still like a siren for me. I'm still yeah. waving a flag at that saying, I don't, I don't understand that. To me, and Andrew and Karen did a terrific job really detailing the dysfunction that was created by the hiring of those and and the animosity that grew over the course of the season from the quarterbacks toward Joe Judge. And, you know, I've reported before when he was the halftime wide receivers coach and special teams coach, there were times when those players were like, he doesn't really know what he's doing. And, you know, folks who would know have said Joe does an awesome job of selling expertise. And then you happen to turn around and like that. They still don't know what they're doing. I think that in Bill's case, it was so profound, the agitation that players had with Joe, it seems 
and he can protest to the high heavens that that didn't exist, which I'm sure he will and has been to folks who listen to him. But we're doing a disservice, no matter how engaging Joe is when we've talked to us, to ignore the fact that other folks who play for or work for the team have said he was counterproductive. But in Bill's case, he's not going to let the players win. He grew up at Annapolis. He understands a chain of command. And insubordination should not be rewarded. And that's why Joe Judge may never be on the other side of the football again, physically, while the Patriots are in camps. But he's not going to get poop kid. And no one, that's the one thing, you know, I'd rather not see people getting fired, losing their jobs. If you're, if you're completely, I, I don't care that the guy's still working. I mean, he's, he's down enough on his luck, Yep. but you know, a little introspection might not be a horrible idea at this juncture either. Tom was reading something. I could tell he, I didn't know if you were going to jump in and. Yeah, no, we're going to call it 20 and we're going to run this, 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 uh, we'll have a new intro zoom message. Uh, Patriots have canceled Thursday's OTA that was scheduled to be open to reporters. The Patriots' first OTA open to reporters will be Wednesday, May 31st. So, got an option here after 30 minutes of chatter. We can start a new one, or we can say the Patriots open OTAs to the media next week. We'll be getting our eyes on them next Wednesday, and we just run everything the way it was. So, that's what we did, folks. And I'll put a new intro at the top, just so you people know how the sausage gets made. Um, but all our conversation has been presuming one thing, and we're going to leave all this in. This is real-time activity. All right, digesting all that we now know doesn't make a difference. We're still going to be able to name a uh, an OTA All-Star. Who will be the Trey Nixon honoree be this year, Michael Giardi? Well, I'm going to take a second-year guy. And I, and I not only think it's going to be him, but I kind of think it better be him. Tyquan Thornton. Okay. You run a 4-3-40. You showed us flashes last spring, summer, and then a couple moments during the season. Although by the end of the year, you were still running wrong routes. Like you've been here now long enough. Um, you have this crazy athleticism. They put a second round pick in you last year. Like I want him to be dominant. I want him to run away from Marcus Jones, John Jones. I want That's to me like show me because they address the wide re receiver position only slightly. Uh, I think they're hoping for a big bump from him. I want to I see it. I want to see it starting uh, with OTAs. Drew. Tyquan Thornton, close for me. I think he would be on the uh, shirts and shorts all-stars if we were building yes. a team here, the OTAs. I'm going to go <laughs> yep. with Josh Uche. And this is because he gets billed and buzz from us. First week of training camp, OTAs, minicamp every single year. Realized that potential last year. Also just a very nice guy, which never hurts. Ty goes to the nice guy when it comes to us. But he's also going against Trent Brown, Calvin Anderson, Riley Reef, and Connor McDermott. And every single one of those, save for maybe a toss-up with Trent Brown, that's advantage Josh Uche, and it's extra advantage when they can't punch him in the chest to try to stop him, and he's got all the speed, Ben, <laughs> all the sc scouting cliches that you need. So, yeah, Josh Uche. Secondarily, Demario Douglas. I'll give uh, I'll give the rookie a shout for uh, no, 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 no. No, you can't do two, especially when that was going to be Phil's. We should have kicked him off when he started talking about punters. <laughs> that's, that's a fair this point. This is ridiculous. That was my guy, Pop Douglas, Demario Douglas. They, wrong answer, Josh Uche. Wrong answer, Tyquan Thornton. Right answer, Pop Douglas. 
for the Trey Nixon Memorial. This is a guy who's supposed to come out of nowhere and have a pretty good camp, and it might not mean anything, but he's going to come out of nowhere and make everybody's eyes go, ooh, did you see that on the field? One-handed <laughs> catch, no pads. Uh, so to me, it can't be. I, I, I've toyed with the idea of Pierre Strong. I just – Running oh, backs. come on. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, you just did what Callian did to you. I'm kicking myself off. Yeah, Bye. yeah let's go. <laughs> it's, uh, okay. Sorry. Tom, running backs can't impress in these things. Everything looks like a check down. Can you impress Fuck, as a running back? I'll just, oh, go yeah. to, I'll just go to Jimmy Robinson. I'll just move to my next third down back. <laughs> number number right. three. I'll go to Jimmy Robinson is, is your surprise. He's actually – Wrote a third down back story. You can find it on NBCSportsBoston.com. Talked to, at length to James White about it because I think it's just the missing ingredient. And you actually do have three options. I think Ty Montgomery is, um, to be frank, pissing up a rope to think that he's going to make it into the season and contribute. He just doesn't do that. I think his high of 26 catches over the last six years came in 2019. It's just he doesn't. He gets hurt. He's promising, but. Between James Robinson, who was like a 1,400 yards from scrimmage guy for Jacksonville a couple of years ago, can catch the ball, can run with the ball, and Pete Strong out of South Dakota State, your second-year player, Jack Rabbit. Phil, I went last. I can name the whole team. <laughs> Hold on, though. I wasn't going to call you on that. You can't give Ty Montgomery a hard time for getting hurt and then bring up James Robinson. Isn't that, isn't that a Robinson's, big issue with him? James Robinson's like a injury. Wait, I got, I think $0 fully guaranteed, which is kind of rare. And I think it's because they're sort of like, let's wait and see if this guy can actually stay on the field for us. All right. Here comes George W. Bush to look at the stats. <laughs> wait, is Ty Montgomery also pissing up a rope? Was that the phrase you used? Yeah. He, yeah, he right. said that. Yeah. Um, additionally, I've come to notice too. Ty Montgomery's three best seasons equal Jim Robinson's first season in the league. So, yeah, I'm going with Put Jim Bob. Your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, piss up that rope. How about that? Yeah, it's a song. I'll send it to you. We'll put it in the story. <laughs> Can't uh, wait. In the thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Breaking news. By the time this comes out, it won't be so breaking anymore. Breaking news: The Patriots uh, have sealed off uh, coverage of their super duper top secret OTAs this week. They'll probably give access to all the assistant coaches while the practice is going on, too, so they can kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> They'll have video recordings on phones for the guys to listen to the coach. And whatever, Tom. Okay, just <laughs> guys. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Kurt. Won't see you tomorrow. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs>